Welcome to Intentional Talk. I am Lisa Kay. And I'm Taylor Cole Longacre. A show of purpose with incredible speakers who bring the light and bring a piece of themselves to the audience. Bringing awareness that we are not alone, that we matter. We are so excited to introduce you to today's special guest speaker, a man who received a life sentence for a murder he did not commit. Serving that life sentence, he found life. We are so looking forward to talking with Gene McGuire, and we're going to record this in two parts, so you definitely don't want to miss the full story from Gene McGuire. Welcome to yes. Intentional Talk, yes. Gene. Well, thank you so much, Lisa Kay and Taylor. Thank you for having me on here. I'm excited about it, and I've been praying about it and, and excited about it, and, and I know uh, we have a lot of people very interested in Intentional Talk. So. I'm excited to be here with you guys. We're thrilled to have you. Yeah, well, thank you so much. <laughs> thank you. Well, you have a powerful story, Gene, and many are familiar with it. But for those who aren't, we would okay. love to hear it in your own words. Mm -hmm. Tell us about what life was like when you were 17 years old, right. living, I say, in the Northeast. Yes. <laughs> Us yeah. being from Texas, yeah. I say, living in the Northeast. <laughs> Tell us what life was like for you then. Uh, I was sentenced a uh, 17-year-old for uh, life without parole for a murder my cousin committed on an outing one night. We just out to drink and shoot pool and uh, against my parents' wishes, and we went out. And obviously he, and I write about it in a book, he, he ended up robbing a place and murdered the owner and, and turned myself in. I was arrested, charged, and and I was given a life sentence without parole. It started my sentence uh, in a youthful offender, um, and I went from juvenile center to the adult correctional facility, and it was scary. Wow. I mean, it's, you know, I, you kind of put on a front, and, but it, it is intimidating, it's scary. It's, I went from 15 juvenile center to 2,700 uh, grown up men, so it was, but you know, my, my, my introduction to prison was the fights and, and the chaos. And then I finally settled down, uh, for school and programs. And, but you know, 10 years into my sentence, I, I, I found a lot of emptiness and I wasn't feeling like I was answering my own questions. How did I end up serving life? And all my high school friends went on to college or got married. And uh, not until I was invited to a revival service, uh, nine years into my sentence, and I went kind of reluctantly, and, but when I was so moved by the gospel, by the music, by the, 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 the men who came into the prison, the volunteers, and they just said, Jesus loves you. He loves you. He cares about you. We love you. And I never had another man tell me that Jesus loves me or, you know, that, that I, was, I was worth, you know, their time coming in. Well, a couple of days into the revival, I finally got up out of my seat and went to the front to the altar and knelt down and, and I was set free. Um, wow. Unbelievable experience. I knew Christians, Christians wrote me, they sent me Bible tracts and I envied that, but I didn't have that personal relationship until that day uh, in December 7th, 1986. And it was like 1030 in the morning. I know <laughs> from that point for me. Well, and I just started growing in the Lord. I, I met a pastor named Larry Titus who was visiting me and for the next 25 years, and I'll fast track, 25 years later, there was an opportunity to go back to court. And it was a Supreme Court ruling about juveniles and juveniles who do not kill, did not intend to kill, and did not know. And it fit, it fit me. Wow. And I went back to court in my courthouse, my, my judge in Wyoming County, uh, Pennsylvania, 
um, heard my case and the DA, they all agreed that I had spent 25 years over any sentence I should have received. I was there, I was there, I was part of a robbery as a lookout. And um, so, but they, they, they released me in April 3rd, 2012. And I was, I was free to go without probation, parole. And uh, so I came to Texas as fast as I could. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Three weeks later. And Gene, tell me those those numbers though. Again, it was thirty four years. Nine months, fifteen nine. days wow. incarcerated. And at the time that the judge said, having served, you know, Gene McGuire having served thirty four years, nine months, fifteen days, he has served his maximum sentence is released effective this date. And I mean, the courtroom went crazy, and people applauded, and I had like fifty friends in there. And, and uh, it got real quiet. And I'll tell you how the real quick how the title came. It got real, real quiet. And it's like like a couple seconds, and someone yells, "Unshackle him! Release him from his chains!" And for me, I, I was I was shackled. I had a chain around my waist. I was handcuffed at the defendant table. And so they came over and unshackled me. And of course, that led. I spent three weeks in Pennsylvania, and I already had a plan uh, to move to Texas with Larry Titus here in Colleyville. And that's what started me, uh, in, uh, my ministry where I'm at today. But the title of the book came, um, we were looking for a title when we wrote the book uh-huh. and I had all kinds, you know, ideas and, and, um, um, Kathy Laurie, Greg Laurie's wife, yeah. she heard my testimony and she says, you need to write a book. And so what well, we do, and they said, what's the title of it? And well, we don't have a title, and she said Unshackled. Unshackled, which is, is your book yes. now. Yes. yes. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. From Ruin to Redemption. Ruin from Redemption. It's unbelievable because mm-hmm. I, the thing that's all right, I never read a book until I was 27 years old. Not that I could read, but I didn't have the attention span. I didn't know the value of reading a book. And I remember getting saved, and about a month later, I remember closing a book, and I thought, that was the first book I ever read from cover to cover. And finished. Wow. And so it's kind of weird that I have a book out, you know, and people have a author, G. McGuire, which, you know, I'm still getting used to. <laughs> but uh, it's, it's so funny that uh, um, how the book came about. So wow. I'm so grateful to have that and, yeah. Yeah. And, to be, and to be able to share that. Yeah. Would you say that your main influencer during that time was Larry? Oh, absolutely. Keeping uh, your faith. Yeah, pastor who, you know, I, I say this, uh, I'm, I'm a product of two great investments. Jesus who died for me, he thought I was worth his life. He thought you were, he thought he's worth, you know, he thinks everybody's worth his life. And Larry Titus, who was bold enough to come up to me that weekend and, and tell me his testimony. And it really influenced me. Then come visit me for 25 years afterwards. Oh, that's so, just life changing yeah. to have someone come yes. alongside you during such. A- and I know that not everybody has that. You know, I mean, maybe they, maybe they, they miss the opportunities. But I realized as I was being discipled that I was, I was really had something rare and a, an opportunity. You know, opportunities are is what life's all about. Oh yes. yeah. yeah. Do you ever, was there ever a point in time that you felt like you were ready to give up during those 34 years of trying to? There was a few, <laughs> there was a few long nights and it was some hard mornings uh, to get out of bed. You know, there was, I remember like turning my head to the wall and saying, God, I, you know, I can't do this. Uh, um, you have to give me grace and just, you know, cry or whatever. Yeah. And, uh, but it was so real. And then the next morning, you know, there's hope and there's life. But one of the things I did was I, I always got up in the morning and the first thing I do uh, was, was pray. I said, God, I want to do your will and I want to be like Jesus. And then I would read the word. I wouldn't do anything. It was just a habit I had. I wouldn't do anything until I read the word and prayed. You know, I wouldn't even go eat breakfast. So I got up early. 
and did that. And it really built faith and confidence through the struggles because the struggles were real. So the verse, Gene, uh, Romans 10, 9, if you confess with your mouth Jesus as Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. How has that specific verse impacted your life? Well, that was... Um, like I said, I had people witnessing to me in so many Bible tracks. I was familiar with that verse a little bit, but I never really did it. And and I remember going up front uh, of the of the church and being bold enough to stand in front of my peers. Um, and the, the the brother who led me to the Lord, he said, "Let's just pray." And he prayed that prayer, and I repeated it. And you know, I always I always knew Jesus uh, was on the cross, but I didn't know Jesus was buried and rose again. And I didn't know about, you know, the reality that he comes into our life, you know. So when I said, you know, Jesus, I believe that you died and rose again for me. Um, I was born again. I was saved, born again. And uh, so it was really, it was really amazing transformation. My friends are all like, wow, what happened wow. to you? So yes. I knew something definitely happened in my life. Well, Gene, we want to unpack more of your story. Yes. We are going to pause here and then we will come back okay. for part two of our conversation with Gene McGuire, author of Unshackled, <laughs> on Intentional Talk with Lisa Kay and Taylor. Yes.